Welcome to The Bid, where we break down what's happening in the markets and explore the forces changing the economy and finance. I'm your host, Stephanie Linker, Head of Marketing for BlackRock's Retirement Group. For the next three episodes of The Bid, we're exploring the state of the retirement investing landscape in a new market regime. In this three-part retirement mini-series, we'll examine the need to retire old outlooks, inequities in the retirement system, and how long-term investors might think about navigating the next market cycle. Today, in part one, I am pleased to welcome Anne Ackerley, head of BlackRock's retirement group. We'll discuss why we're retiring old outlooks and look ahead to the next two episodes that Anne will host, featuring recorded conversations from our recent retirement forum. Anne, welcome. Thanks so much, Stephanie. I'm delighted to be here and excited to be talking about retirement. Anne, I'd love to have you start by outlining the economic landscape as it pertains to investing for retirement. This year's results from BlackRock's own read on retirement indicated a drop in confidence for the first time since the start of the pandemic. As we enter a new market regime, what does this all mean for the future of retirement savings? Thanks, Stephanie, for having me here. I'm really excited to be able to talk about retirement. I have a passion for it. These are really uncertain times for people. And There's so much market volatility, inflation, the war in the Ukraine, supply shocks. It's really unprecedented, actually, to have the stock market and the bond market both down in a year. In fact, it hasn't happened in the last 40 years. So it's not surprising that people are feeling more uncertain. And in fact, we did our seventh annual Read on Retirement survey where we go out and we polled about 3,000 savers, investors, retirees, and companies. And in fact, it showed that retirement confidence is down and it's down for the first time in a few years. The number one concern among people was inflation. Again, not surprising given what's happened in the market. But All of this uncertainty causes people to be concerned. And so when we think about investing for retirement, we need to think about the fact that this often happens over decades. And short-term market volatility, while painful, isn't going to be the whole story. We know the markets are going to recover. And when we look at people who are invested in their 401k, often they're defaulted into a target date. Now, a target day fund is an age-based asset allocated fund, right, that changes as you get closer to retirement. We pioneered it at BlackRock back in 1993, but it keeps people in the right investments. And what I would say to people, if you're in a target date fund, stay the course. Now, not everybody can do that, but if you can, that's probably the right thing. There's an old adage, it's not about trying to time the markets, it's about time in the markets. We just concluded our 2022 Retirement Forum, the retirement group's first in-person event since before the pandemic. The next bit episode will take an in-depth look at one of the key conversations we held there. Why do you think it was so important to bring people together? And what were some of the issues that you wanted to address there? You know, at BlackRock, we believe every American should be able to retire with dignity on their own terms. And yet that has become really challenging for people. You think about the move from defined benefit to defined contribution. People no longer have forms of guaranteed income. They're more on their own. We know people are living longer. Their money has to last longer. And even if they do everything right and they get to retirement, they have to figure out how to spend 
without outliving their savings. So it's quite challenging. And then you throw in these markets. And so we wanted to bring people together to really tackle some of these challenges. I loved that it was in person after a few years of Zoom. And obviously, Zoom was good during the pandemic. But getting people in a room, we really wanted to encourage conversation and encourage the generation of ideas. And it was fantastic to be back. And I think you'll hear from me a lot. I believe when people from all different parts of the ecosystem come together, we can tackle the challenges that people are facing in retirement. You really can't replace that in-person energy. You can't. The event sessions range in topic from longevity to policy and market outlook to financial wellness, DEI, and active investing. Were there any questions or comments that stood out or surprised you throughout the day from the panelists or from the audience? So I wouldn't say these surprised me, but maybe I would talk about two things. The first was the issue of trust came up a lot. And our colleague, Peter Fisher, talks a lot about trust and mistrust and how it impacts what people do with their savings. And what we wanted to point out to particularly the employers in the room is that while trust in government and some institutions is pretty low in the United States, trust in employers is actually really high. And so we wanted to encourage the employers in the room to use that trust to provide more solutions for their employees and to provide more education and to build upon that as a way to get people better prepared for retirement. The second issue, which I think we're going to talk more about, was I wanted to focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I know we talk a lot about that in our company and in the world at large. What we wanted to do was focus on how does that impact the retirement system? And we wanted to take a look at who does the system work for, who isn't it working for, and maybe how do we start to address the gender and racial wealth gaps that we see. Looking ahead to the session you moderated, and we'll listen to it in the next episode, it was titled An Equitable Approach to Retirement. Can you tell us more about what we mean by an equitable approach to retirement and how employers in particular should be thinking about it? Sure. I have major passion for this. I think we need to look at who the system works for and maybe who is left out of the system. And so when you think about women, right, we know that when women get to retirement in the United States, their balances are often 30% less than men's. There are systemic reasons for that. There's the gender pay gap. Women often have gaps in employment for caregiving, and yet their money has to last longer. When we look at people of color, we know that savings rates and savings differ. White Americans have seven times the savings of Black Americans, and it's five times for Latinx. And there's systemic issues. But what we really wanted to do was say, if we look within the 401k system, where people, we know people have access, are there differences within that system? We wanted to call attention to the fact that how you design the plan may impact your employees differently. And this is sort of a new thing that we want to really encourage employers to look at. And I'll give you one example. And we had this great panel with so many people who are much more knowledgeable about this than I am. But how you design the match, the standard wisdom is stretch the match. Get people to save more by saying, don't get all the match until you're saving, let's say, 8%. But really, when you look at who's impacted by a change like that, 
It's often women and people of color because they can't quite meet those savings levels. And so you think you're doing something good, and yet you're hurting the populations that maybe you don't want to hurt. And what we were trying to do on the panel is call attention to even within 401k plans, you need to pay attention to your different populations and really think about how you're impacting people who may save and invest differently. The forum was filled with discussions like this that are critical about complex challenges that savers and retirees are facing today. These are not easy conversations. If you could sum up how you felt coming out of the forum in one or two words, what would you say? Energized, optimistic. No, I felt there was such great energy in the room. And to bring people from all different parts of the ecosystem, right? No, no one company or institution is going to solve the retirement challenges that we face, right? We need everybody working together to make it a better system. And I felt we had employers, advisors, consultants, nonprofits, people from the government all coming together to take on these challenges. And I know that we will make a difference. And you mentioned we pioneered the Target Date Fund 30 years ago. And since then, the industry has had a huge focus on helping people save for retirement. But once they get to retirement, they still need to manage their spending throughout. How are we thinking about helping people with this complex problem? So it is a complex problem, right? How to spend in retirement. The industry calls it decumulation, but really it's just about how do you spend so you don't outlive your money. Now, Bill Sharp, the Nobel laureate, has called this the nastiest, toughest problem in finance. And the reason why is there's so many unknowns, right? You don't know how long you're going to live. You don't know what your expenses might be. And you don't know what the market's going to do. And yet you retire. You've got a sum of money. And you're on your own, really, to figure out how you would spend that down. And again, not outlive your money. So it's complex. So the industry is turning its focus to that, to spending, and trying to come up with strategies and solutions to help people. You know, it used to be that many people had defined benefit plans. They got guaranteed income, and they didn't have to worry about it. So a lot of people in the industry are trying to think, are there parts of the defined benefit that we can bring over to defined contribution? And the notion, is there some way to build in some guaranteed income within defined contribution so that people have more certainty. And one of the strategies or solutions that the industry is looking at is trying to figure out, can you take the target date, which people know they're invested in, and somehow add a form of guaranteed income, maybe an annuity into it, in a way that's affordable, simple, and easy to use. And I think it's actually really exciting to watch the industry innovate and try to make progress on making spending easier. And we've learned creating this sense of predictability is increasingly important, especially coming out of the pandemic. Oh my gosh, now everybody would love having some form of more certainty. And in fact, when we looked at the Read Arm Retirement Survey, we know that over 90% of employees and over 90% of employers want to find a way to bring guaranteed income into the 401k. Absolutely. And maybe shifting gears a bit, but related, we've heard from employers that there's been increasing focus on financial wellness, especially over the last few years. What are we hearing from employers on the topic and how are we working with them? I would say there were two main areas of focus. 
We talk a lot about retirement savings, but really what we know is that people can't save for the long term if they're not saving for the short term. And so how can we help people set up emergency savings, rainy day funds or sunny day funds, whatever you want to call it, the notion of people being able to have access to their money for emergencies. And then once people get comfortable, they have some amount for those emergencies, they can start thinking about the long term. And again, lots of participants in the industry are thinking, you know, how to structure that. We had someone on the panel talk about making it part of payroll, right? Could be pretty easy. Put some money in your long term, put some money in your short term, or having it be part of a sidecar to the 401k. Again, you're making an investment, some goes into short term, some goes into long term. So I think that's a super exciting evolution for the industry, people to be able to think about that. The other focus was on student debt. We know just how many people, many Americans have large student debt, particularly our younger employees. The notion that they've got to pay off that student debt while still saving for retirement is quite daunting to them. And so again, there have been some solutions that have been suggested. Abbott Labs was the first to actually get a ruling that said if somebody's paying off their student debt, the company can still contribute to the 401k. And I just absolutely love that as a solution to really help people who are burdened by student debt. So emergency savings, student debt, education, all of that I think comes together to really try to help people have a lot more financial wellness. And thank you for joining me today. And I'm looking forward to the next episodes in our retirement mini-series. Thanks so much, Stephanie. On the next episode of The Bid, Anne will be in the hosting chair, introducing a panel event she moderated from the Retirement Forum, featuring three leaders at the forefront of evolving the retirement space to one that is more inclusive, aiming to bridge gender and racial wealth gaps. Make sure you subscribe to The Bid wherever you get your podcasts. This material is intended for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment advice, a recommendation or an offer or solicitation to purchase or sell any securities, funds or strategies to any person in any jurisdiction in which an offer, solicitation, purchase or sale would be unlawful under the securities laws of such jurisdiction. The opinions expressed are as of the date of publication and are subject to change without notice. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the listener. Investing involves risks. BlackRock does and may seek to do business with companies covered in this podcast. As a result, listeners should be aware that the firm may have a conflict of interest that could affect the objectivity of this podcast. For more information, visit blackrock.com forward slash the bid.